This is Brian Lohman. On behalf of the Lohman Ray Insurance Group, welcome to this edition of High School Prep Football Confidential. Hi, everybody. Welcome to the final Lohman Ray Insurance Prep Football Confidential. That's some sad good, news. But it's great news because That's you know what? News. We got teams to talk about. That's yet. right. How about that? I'm Jim Rosso, Vice President of News at News Gazette, alongside Colin Likas, who can, for one more show, quarterback the way. That's right. He'll, uh, give me a little more time until we uh, until we transition to basketball. We got one more week of football mm. to talk about here. Kevin Con, Tamara McDaniel, feeling better. Tamara is. Yes, it's good to know. Goodness. Just in time for a tent city. Yeah, right. Anybody driving by the stadium today knows it's state finals weekend. Uh, the tents going up. The going to lead the News Gazette tomorrow with a picture of the goalpost getting changed. Excellent. Right. So if you're high school, yeah, kind of got a little wider, a little uh, wider. Shot. The, the the poles don't extend up to the the heavens <laughs> as much, although mm-hmm. technically they they still do. They just yeah, they aren't as tall. Beehive of activity. We have a story online right now saying Monticello sold its allotment of a thousand tickets crazy. in three hours. Not not surprising to me, but that's crazy. Yeah, I was gonna. I, I want to ask uh, one of our guests tonight mm-hmm. uh, from Monticello about that, uh, about just how crazy that is, and how, how much uh, did it, did that article by Anthony Zillis say how much they sold as far as apparel goes? Four hundred items. Wow, that's crazy. <laughs> in three hours, you think the downs fired up about getting the state for the first they time? Are. It was riveting. Your coverage was riveting uh, fr- Saturday, but I will tell you, Anthony Zillis's oh, yeah. post-game video scared me because <laughs> when the game was over, uh, the fans rushed the field yeah, in a menacing I, way. Yeah, Anthony and I st- were standing in the middle of the the hit zone. We were we were kind of <laughs> just uh, yeah, we were in a bad spot, but they didn't run us uh, over. That's great, man. Great to see Gibson City, Melvin Sibley, our number one team throughout the year, came yep. through as well. So they'll both be playing Friday afternoon at what is now going to be a more crowded memorial Stadium. oh yeah it's going to be uh, it's going to be a raucous atmosphere we'll have back-to-back area games as we did last year last year it was 1a 2a this year it's going to be 2a 3a so we got the the middle of the day games and uh, yeah it's going to be a lot of fun all right as colin has done all fall long and i hope uh, the listening audience appreciates this he has tracked down just a number of guests for tonight our farewell show, eight interviews, uh, both oh, yeah. from Monticello and Gibson City, getting ready for a big, fantastic even a, Friday. Yeah, a couple more even from, from tied to Gibson City and Monticello who aren't necessarily from there. we got the opposing coaches even uh, because they had the IHSA uh, conference calls for all of the coaches across all eight mm-hmm. classes this morning. So okay. 16 different coaches from about 8.30 in the morning until 1.30 in the afternoon, I think. I was not on the call for the entire time. That's tough. <laughs> yeah, that's tough for the people running the call, absolutely. <laughs> but uh, since you mentioned the 1A through 8A, I uh, might as well mention all of the state finals matchups coming up here. Uh, as a reminder, the Class 1A through 4A games are Friday. The Class 5A through 8A games are Saturday. Let's break it down. Class 1A, it's Forreston against Camp Point Central. Uh, Forreston was a 2017 semifinalist. Camp Point Central knocked off Arjana Oriana last week. Uh, to end the Bombers' previously undefeated season. Uh, Class 2A, it's Gibson City, Melvin Sibley against Maroa Forsyth. Over in 3A, it's Byron versus Monticello. Byron lost in the 2017 semifinals as well. Uh, Class 4A, IC Catholic, a juggernaut against Bishop McNamara. IC Catholic is the defending state champion in Class 3A two times over. Now they're trying to do the deal in uh, Class 4A. Uh, Over in 5A, it's Montini against Joliet Catholic. 
Uh, in Class 6A, you got Kerry Grove against Crete Monet. Uh, Crete Monet uh, back in the state title game after losing as a number one seed in the first round last year, so that's a nice bounce back for them. Uh, in Class 7A, you got Nazareth against St. Charles North. Nazareth was the Class 6A runner-up last year and got bumped up a class, so that's a nice test for them, and they're following through. And then in Class 8A, you got Brother Rice against Loyola. Loyola, the Class 8A runner-up last year. So a lot of teams very familiar to this scene. Didn't even mention GCMS Moreau Forsyth is a rematch of last year's 2A state title game. It's the exact same game and a lot of the same kids. So uh, we got eight fantastic games on tap this week. Best thing about it, I picked up my News Gazette this morning. On the back page of the A section, there's a forecast. Yeah. Friday, mostly sunny. Oh, excellent. 47 degrees. That's football weather, That's beautiful. You know, last year in the DeKalb, I went back and looked at a box score. Uh, During Gibson City's game, which started Mm -hmm. around 1 o'clock, it was 62 degrees last year in DeKalb, the day after Thanksgiving. There you go. I I try to impress you, and you (laughs) shoot me down. Yeah, I I was surprised by that because I didn't remember it being that warm that day. But (laughs) lo and behold, 47 is going to feel amazing, though, considering some of the temperatures we've had the last few weeks. All right, we'll have Colin over there all day Friday, a pair of photographers. Mm-hmm. Anthony Zill is going to do his video magic uh, with the Sages again. Hope you had a chance to look at what he did on Saturday. Yeah. Neat stuff. Absolutely. Got to gotta watch that. You have to. So, uh, yeah, let's. Uh, you want to wanna hop into this? We've uh, got so many people to talk to, and we only have one hour, <laughs> yeah, so let's gotta, get it going. we got to cram them in. Let's, uh, let's jump in. Let's uh, spend the first half hour talking about Monticello. Uh, first guest today from the Sages, we are joined now by current Monticello player Cole Reedy. Cole, thanks so much for joining the show this week. Thank you for having me. Uh, of course. Well, uh, you are not playing right now, unfortunately, you personally, because you, you suffered uh, an injury at the beginning of the playoffs. But still, how exciting is it to be part of a state qualifying playoff team? Um, it's pretty special to uh, um, see the town and how everyone reacted and Having a being our seventh time being in a semifinal and we finally uh, pulling out a win. Yeah, I mean, uh, what, what was the uh, the celebration like on the field? I mean, I was there, but I'm obviously not part of the team or the town. So, I mean, just what was that like? That that kind of mob of fans and students and players. Oh, it was a uh, it was great. Everyone coming together, the whole town being there, and everyone witnessing uh, um, the win, and a lot of us uh, being uh, left over from uh, the. Um, when the loss from IC Catholic two years before, and it really was something special to get back to that moment, finally making school history. Right, right. Well, uh, the reason you're not playing right now, unfortunately, because you suffered a knee injury against St. Joe in the first week of the playoffs. But how have you not let that get you down, and how have you continued to to kind of motivate your teammates and help out the team in any way you can right now? Um, I mean, a sideline. The sideline is a really important part of the. Um, game plan for a um, team it really changes the flow and uh help the other team is uh acting um i know uh the quarterback from carlinville said that our um our sideline was doing a really good job making it loud and hard for him to hear and call plays and i know that's a big part and then another part is we like to run pass ball and it's um who's if he's running or passing the ball so that the defense can react better mm-hmm. Yeah, absolutely. Cole Reedy, Monticello football athlete, a big part of the defensive unit at linebacker prior to your injury. But uh, even in your absence, that unit continues to dominate opponents who previously had scored a lot of points. I mean, does it surprise you at all that even though, you know, you're down with an injury and I'm sure some other guys are banged up that the defense just keeps rolling along? 
I mean, it's the next person up. Everyone has got to know what they're doing, and we try to keep uh, everyone close and tight so that uh, just in case someone goes down, the next man just steps up and can take his spot. Well, the next man up for you was uh, Nick Tackles, who some fans might know as the, the backup quarterback to Braden Snyder, but Nick has stepped into the linebacker role, and uh, Henry Dawson also helping out with some of the, the vocal aspects that, that you, Cole, were, were previously working on. But, I mean, talk to me about uh, how proud you've been of, of Nick and what he's done stepping in for you. Oh, Nick has done a great job. It's really just about keeping his eyes where they need to be. He was just a natural coming into it. I mean, I just had to keep his eyes where they needed to be and then motivate him and just help him like see what he needed to see. What have you, yeah. What have you been telling guys like Nick guys like Henry, the other linebackers uh, ever since your injury going into these important must win games? Um, my number one thing is trust your eyes. If you trust your eyes, you're going to see where they're going and you just got to react by then. Cause if you think about it, then you're just going to be hesitant. Well, uh, you guys are headed making the short trip to Memorial Stadium uh, for Friday's state final game. Can you imagine what it's going to be like to to be on that turf field on Friday afternoon? Um, it's not going to be as muddy, that's for sure. <laughs> but it's it'll be uh, quite the experience finally yeah. punching our ticket to the state final game because I know that everyone around here has really been looking forward to that. And, hoping we'd get there well i don't want to uh, get too far ahead of ourselves but can you also imagine what it will be like if the the boys in purple and gold come out with a victory on friday it'll be uh very well needed i think in our town uh 100 years and we still have yet to be there and if, if we just get that far it'd be something very special for our town i think Absolutely. Cole Reedy, Monticello Football. Cole, thanks so much for being part of this show tonight, and uh, good luck this weekend. All right, thank you. Excellent stuff from Cole as he he said it just right. These boys are going to be remembered for a mm -hmm. long, long time. Yes, they're, they're if led. They pull this thing off. Yeah, they're even if they even if they don't, you mm -hmm. don't want to talk like that. But right. even if they don't, I mean, uh, they'll still be legendary considering they're the first team to ever do this they the monticello football has a long history it's not like the program started two years ago uh, and they're the first ones to go to state all right interesting uh, sight at the field today the scoreboard <laughs> had a, uh, had a score on there what it was had it? a score it did uh, i looked at the scoreboard and i i had to do a double take because i was thinking you know uh, i figured the time of day would be on there or something like that no, it said 21 to 20 which uh, at the end of the fourth quarter all the time off the clock that was the score of the second-round playoff game, Monticello lost to Byron last year. Uh, Byron, of course, the team Monticello is playing for a state championship tomorrow. Uh, if Monticello didn't have enough motivation mm -hmm. going in already, that probably is the last piece you need. Very cool. Tell you what, we'll uh, ask Cully Welter about that mm -hmm. scoreboard, see how much it's going to help uh, when we come back from our first break. Now back to the Loman Ray High School Prep Football Confidential on News Talk 1400 WDWS and Light Rock 97.5 WHMS. Usually we have five hours of football talk on a Monday, but the Levy Smith Show is not going to happen tonight because Illinois basketball is out in Hawaii. Yeah, that's right. We got some uh, key personalities out there. Brian Bardart, we got mm -hmm. uh, our, one of our technicians, Ed Bond. We got... Uh, 
All right, oh, Colin, my. you're, you're going to have to stay up extra late tonight I am. to watch that Illini-Gonzaga game. Um, if it was Butler-Gonzaga, I'd absolutely stay up late. Colin Likas is a Butler grad. How about that? We haven't we haven't spilled the beans on the show all year. Have we not? I all feel right, like you, there's, I had to have said it at some point. You think? Uh, probably. Okay. Yeah, Evan Kahn says no. No, you haven't. <laughs> he actually didn't say anything. Just to finish that, that last point, though, you know who else in Hawaii right now? Who? Gene Honda. Voice of the Chicago Blackhawks. There, now you're more up your alley, right? We're talking <laughs> hockey. Anyway, yes. we're talking high school football here until 7 o'clock. Wish we had longer because we could go longer. Oh, of course. With two teams playing for state titles. But you can interview the entire team. You talked to the Byron coach today. What's up with that? I did talk to the Byron coach. Yeah, I got a few questions in during our IHSA conference call with Jeff Boyer. Uh, very nice guy. Had a, had a good, good, long, and thoughtful answer to every question that was sent his way. Uh, chatted with him about uh, his initial takeaways on Monticello, uh, the benefit of last year's win in the second round over the Sages, and uh, how Byron will contend with the Monticello defense. They have a great football team, first of all, but you know their uh, their team speed on both sides of the ball is uh, is unbelievable. They can score. From anywhere on the field at any time, and um, different weapons. So we got to make sure that we uh, we cut down on the big plays from them as well. It's nice to be able to go back and watch film and see exactly how that game played out. But I know you know Coach Welter's doing the same thing and uh, developing his game plan throughout this week, probably based on what he saw last year against us as well. So it's good. We got a feel for you know what we're going to see against them. But there's certainly a lot to prepare for, and, and they're a great football team. A lot of games that I'm watching, you know, teams are having trouble getting to the edge on Monticello because uh, they're running things, you know, inside out. And uh, I know that's something that we've been able to do this year is, is run around people. We're certainly going to try to do that, but, you know, I think we just we got to be physical up front and control the line of scrimmage to have a chance. <laughs> That was Jeff Boyer of uh, Byron. He's going to uh, take on Cully Welter in our, uh, well, not uh, not hand-to-hand combat, I guess, but uh, <laughs> coach-to-coach combat in the state finals. Cully wearing the shorts, of course. Oh, yeah, I imagine he's going to have him on at Memorial Stadium. I'd be, I'd be shocked if he didn't. You know, we can... Uh, we can ask him that when we have him on here in the, in the next little bit. Definite home field advantage for the Sages, though. Yeah, I think so. I mean, uh, I haven't tracked exactly how far Byron is from Memorial Stadium, but I know it's not closer than mm-hmm. Monticello. Um, and considering the fact that Monticello fans are <laughs> probably clamoring for even more tickets than the allotment that was given to them at this point, they're, they're going to be climbing the walls to Memorial Stadium. That would be illegal, so go through the ticket booth. But they do have tickets on sale all day Friday, of course, <laughs> and it's the general admission ticket, so, and there will be room. I I, def- right. I definitely did not advocate climbing the wall. I was just saying they might do that. They are very excited about what's coming up here. Those are some big walls, too. That's true. They are. But, uh, uh, you know, I'm sure somebody's climbing at some point, right? Sure. Sure, sure. Something like that. Well... We uh, we're uh, let's move along here in our uh, in our last prep football confidential of the 2018 season. Uh, glad to be joined now. Uh, my third interview of the day with Monticello coach Cully Welter. <laughs> Cully, thanks so much for being part of the show. Yeah, good to talk to you again. Yeah, I just I just keep running into you for some reason. It's a, it's yeah. certainly been an interesting day, but uh, trying to switch up the questions a little bit. Uh, but you guys right. uh, have right. broken through in your tenth season uh, with the program. Went to the playoffs uh, the previous nine years as you did this year, but finally through to the state uh, championship game. I mean, what does it mean to this team and this community? Yeah, I think um, the, it's, it seems to mean a lot. Uh, the community certainly 
uh, rallied around us as they have all their sports and as they have in previous years as well. But uh, uh, I know there was a lot of talk this week about the fact that we'd been to six semifinals in our history and yet to get there. And so <clears throat> to to make it, I know for them uh, was uh, was nice. Well, uh, focusing on some of your players here that we're going to see on Friday, uh, Braden Snyder, the do-it-all quarterback, uh, eclipsed 3,000 yards for the season last week throwing the ball. I mean, did you see that being a possibility heading into the year? And can you just describe for us what Braden has meant to this offense? Yeah, I'm, <laughs> it all depended on opportunities. Obviously, the more games you play, the more opportunity he's going to have to to reach that number. But certainly I knew he was capable of doing that. I knew he had uh, the receivers that would help him get there. And and, uh, to say what he means to the offense, I mean, he really is the leader. I know the quarterback generally is, but uh, he's got to do a lot of things, uh, get people lined up. He's got to keep his composure. He's got to read the defense. He's got to know where everybody's going. You know, uh, he – he is so much more comfortable this year than he was last year, and he was pretty good last year. So, yeah, he's uh, he's what makes us go. <clears throat> well, uh, you know, it's obviously not just about the quarterback, not even just about the skill players, the guys who never really get that much pub, the offensive linemen. I, when I watched them on Saturday, I mean, they kept uh, they made Braden's job easy. They gave him all day to throw the football. Uh, how proud have you been of the way those, those big men are playing up front? Yeah, i got to give Coach Allen, <clears throat> our line coach, a lot of credit. Uh, that was the – most experienced part of our team coming in the year. That was our major concern. We had really two uh, returning players that saw significant time in the line. One was Riley Austin. The other was Brandon Burton, who we lost during week two. So we had to replace him right away. We had to move Jack Spence, who was seeing time as a fullback or an extra back. We had to move him to guard. Um, and then Briggs Fultz and Nick Lawson were new juniors. And Cody Winkie saw some time last year at center. But uh, it was a pretty inexperienced group, and Coach Allen's really done a nice job with them. <clears throat> well, talking with uh, Monticello football coach Cully Welter ahead of the 3A championship game on Friday. Uh, I mean, it's uh, whenever we've talked to you or talked to any of the kids, you know, the discussion is always you, you guys don't have a ton of size, but you're a very fast program. That being said, I watched your kids put some heavy hits on some Carlinville players last Saturday. I mean, is there is there kind of a focus on the sideline for, you know, showing that, you know, it's even if there there is some smaller size, you guys can still bring the power? Yeah, we bristle at the notion that people look at our size and don't think we're physical. In fact, going into the quarterfinal week, that was sort of the rumor that we had heard from our our opponent that they didn't think we were big or physical, and uh, we took a, a little bit of front to that. And uh, because we do feel like um, you can still be physical even if you're not big, and certainly uh, we all know physics. You know, the faster you are, the you know <clears throat> the more impact you can bring. So um, regardless of your size, so I. Uh, size and matters, I know, when it comes to impact, but, uh, uh, but you know, you can still uh, make a big impact with when you have speed as well. So hopefully we, um, uh, we have shown the ability to do that. Well, you guys are heading to Argenna for a trio of practices uh, coming up here, uh, adjusting to the turf field at Memorial Stadium in a, in a nice way. Uh, just how important is that going to be for your kids? Well, it's not, it was nice last week just because we didn't have a, <clears throat> a really a, a field to to practice on with the weather the way it was last week and then uh so to <clears throat> to be able to get some practices on a in a facility or at a facility that's going to be similar to what we see on friday is it's certainly going to help us well uh i don't know if you've heard but the uh yeah, the the school sold out its allotment of 1,000 tickets for the game uh, in a matter of hours earlier today, sold uh, a bunch of merchandise for the state final. I mean, does that surprise you at all heading into this? <clears throat> Not really. Maybe as 
the speed for which, uh, in which we sold out <laughs> surprised me a little bit, but no, I'm not surprised we sold out at all. Again, it's been uh, it's been uh, kind of a whirlwind here last last week. Yeah. Well, uh, last question before I let you go, Cully. Uh, I think I know the answer to it, but I got to ask: Are you gonna wear shorts on the sideline on Friday? <laughs> Yeah, it's supposed to be nice. It's supposed to be in the 40s. <laughs> That's no problem at all. <laughs> Fantastic. Cully Welter, Monticello Football. Thanks again for joining us, Cully, and uh, good luck on Friday. All right. Thanks for having us, guys. Cully, a good guy just for putting up with you three times in one day. <laughs> in one day. Colin, he, is, uh, he has a ton of patience. <laughs> you think? <laughs> Something like that. He, uh, he, ri- he ribbed with me a little bit uh, before, we, uh, before I got to talk to two of his kids earlier today, Braden Snyder mm-hmm. and uh, Nick Tackles, who we've mentioned on this show, said you couldn't, you couldn't find anyone better than those, these two guys. <laughs> well, well they're, uh, they're pretty important guys, I think. But, you know, he's just playing. Uh, yeah, Cully, uh, Cully has that kind of dry sense of humor. But, yeah, he's a trooper professional and uh really really glad to be working with him in a state final for the first time i see rick rides will uh, be helping sponsor a, a tent yeah. uh, tent city over there on friday there should be that a festive sh- tailgating yeah, that should scene. be fun i mean that with the game at four there's a ton of time for people to, to pile up there share some sure. food and share stories about the season and just get ready to to watch what should be a really good football game all right we'll have a live report at newsgazette.com oh, yeah. all day friday so uh, tag along there if you can't make it over to the stadium yeah yeah absolutely we'll uh we'll make sure that we uh we keep you covered and you know uh toward the end of the game i i might have to uh slip away a little bit as we especially if things get n- down to the down to the wire you know last year thinking back to it uh with uh, tuscola playing and with gibson city playing back to back both of those games were decided in the closing seconds you did not know who was going to win those games until the end and i'm standing on the field trying to get ready to shoot video of one of these teams celebrating or crying or whatever they're going to be doing and can't really finish the live reports so i mean uh if I suddenly tail off in my live report, it's probably because the game was close again and I was trying to prepare for a celebration or tears or whatever you, you may have. Tell you what, I'll give you some help this time. Will All you? right, we'll line somebody else. Hey, you know, let's, that's, let's, that's not exactly why I said hashtag that. Hashtag help Colin. <laughs> yeah, now, now right. we're just going to get a bunch of Monticello and GCMS <laughs> fans. We're going to get on our website and start start writing stuff. Well, uh, let's uh, let's get one more Monticello interview in tonight before we uh, head along to uh, Gibson City, head along to Ford County. Uh, we are joined now by uh, 2016 Monticello graduate Caleb Hansen. Caleb, thanks so much for being part of the show. Thanks for having me. Yeah, of course. Well, uh, how closely have you been following this Monticello program two, two years removed from your uh, senior season? Uh, I try to keep uh, keep in touch with everyone. I, I text Coach Walter every now and then. I try to, you know, maintain contact, communication as much as I can. Whenever I come home, I, I try to make all the games that I can. Well, uh, is this uh, what what is going on here? First state finals appearance in team history. Is this something you could have imagined going into this year? Oh, I definitely believe that this group of guys could could do it if anyone could. Well, uh, the the reason you are a, a good source of information, of course, uh, not just a 2016 graduate, but a quarterback on the previous semifinal team at Monticello, also our player of the year that year. Uh, just uh, the guys that you know from that team. I mean, uh, have you really been able to talk to them at all about about this uh, this season, this experience? Oh, uh, I, I would try to. I'll tr- I try to contact as many people as I can. You know, I try to tell them good luck before games and. You know, I try to, you know, again, maintain that communication, text the coaches every now and then, you know, keep me updated, 
good luck, you know, all that kind of good stuff. Yeah. Well, uh, what do you think those guys who are on that 2016 roster and who are still playing now uh, took away from that semifinal appearance in 2016 that might have helped them in 2018? Uh, I think, you know, experiencing that loss, it kind of put put the, put that uh, that feeling, you know, of disappointment. You know, we were there that whole time. We were that close to doing something, you know, really, really special, really historic. And I think that that kind of, you know, slingshot them into this season. You know, they, they feel that that sense of, you know, being let down and they, yeah. you know, want to do it right this time, make sure they got the win. Yeah. Talking with uh, Caleb Hansen, 2016 Monticello grad and former quarterback for the Sages. Uh, you know what the 2016 team was like. You, you're relatively aware of what the 2018 team is like as well. How do the two compare in your mind? I think they're they're pretty simple. We have a it was a close knit group of guys, and I think that's the the same thing this year. Uh, the coaches, the coaching staff, you really you know, um, is really close with you, and you know they really care about you. And I think that has a trickle down effect to the players. Everyone cares about each other on that team, and I feel like that's carried over to this team. Well, uh, comparing those two teams, uh, now we move on to comparing the two quarterbacks. How do you compare to what Braden Snyder is doing in 2018? I think uh, we've both, uh, I think we've both, uh, you know, did, did really well. I feel like we're we're guys that, uh, you know, analyze everything we can. We ask all the questions that we we can to make sure that we go out there and do the best that we can. Well, well uh, talking with uh, Cully Walter right before we uh, got you on the air, Caleb, uh, I asked him what this uh, what this appearance at State means to the Monticello program and the community. Uh, from your perspective as a former player, as an alumni, as a community member now, what does it mean to you and the community? I feel like, uh, you know, it means a lot to the community, knowing that, uh, you know, we, we really did something special this year. And I feel like, it, you know, it, it means a lot to any any alumni, any person that's played football uh, at Monticello, or anyone that's you know been around it. I feel like this is a really special moment for everyone and everyone in the community. So uh, the big question here: Will you be attending the game on Friday? I plan on it. <laughs> I plan on being there. Well, uh, then the follow-up question to that: uh, Should the Sages pull out the victory, where is the party going to be? I have no idea. I have no idea. <laughs> uh, maybe, maybe, maybe not letting on all the way. That's totally fine. Okay, <laughs> uh, Caleb Hanson, thanks so much again for joining us, and uh, and yep. go out there and enjoy the game. All right, thanks for having me. Of course. Quite a player, Caleb Hanson was. Yeah, he was our yeah player of the year in twenty sixteen. Yeah, back in the day, he's <laughs> he's a grizzled veteran at this point. That's which is uh, pretty pretty amazing to think about. Good for him. Great to see the alums coming back uh, following the Sages. Mm -hmm. uh, plenty of uh, folks coming in for the Gibson City game as well, the defending state champs. That's right, and we're going to devote the second half of our final prep football confidential episode to the Falcons. All right, we'll uh, take another break. We'll be back in a jiffy. Hey, you can follow along on Facebook Live. That's right. Search for News Gazette. You get to see Collins' mug. There's not, you know, there's pressure on Gibson City. There's pressure on Monticello. There's pressure on Colin Likas, who, <laughs> going into the final prediction week, you know, we run it every Thursday in print. 
Colin, you're not in first place. I'm not. Explain uh, yourself. The duo of Scott Ritchie and Joe Vizzelli, two-game lead over uh, myself and Mike Colgan, Troy Jennels in the in between us. So Scott Ritchie is a predictions virtuoso. That's I think unacceptable, he's, I think Colin. he's leading the college predictions, too. Scott Ritchie's just an expert at predictions. Uh, don't blame me. Blame no, I'm blaming you because he co- covers college sports, Colin. Well, apparently right. it doesn't matter because he's just he's just so good at predictions. He could predict who's going to win a horse race this weekend and probably get them all right. Is it time for Colin? to hit the panic button on your predictions. No, because I'm going to go 8-0 this week. There there you go. Bold prediction. Bold prediction. You forced it out of me. That's what you get. (laughs) There's no way. (laughs) I wish you luck, Colin. Thank you. I appreciate that. Because the winner gets nothing but pride. So, (laughs) yeah, there's there's literally no prize. The loser gets plenty of grief. Oh, that's true. Mind you. That's absolutely accurate. I was going to save it to the end, but you've hinted that you might pick Gibson City. I've hinted that I might. And you've hinted that you might pick Montessori. Uh, I've hinted that I might, but let's wait until the end of the show to get my predictions out. All right. Let's, carry on. Let's carry on. Let's uh, let's transition to our GCMS Moreau Forsyth Part 2. Uh, they met in the state finals last year. They're going to meet in the state finals again. Uh, let's kick off our GCMS conversation by uh, going with the opposing coach. Uh, got a few questions in with Moreau Forsyth coach Josh Jostis uh, earlier today. Uh, he talked about the ability of his team to go off for big plays. Uh, majority of their touchdowns in last year's state final game came on plays that were of 20 yards or more, which is something Gibson City doesn't give up a lot of. But that's how the Trojans got their points last year. So Josh talked to me about that. He also discussed with me how they are going to approach stopping GCMS's offense. I think our offense has that same capability. Uh, that Gibson City defense is going to have a lot to say about that. I think they're really tough to drive the ball against. Their front is uh, incredible. I thought they were really good last year, and they're all back and bigger and stronger. I'm looking at some of these kids they have. You know, last year they're six foot one eighty, and this year they're six two two twenty. It's like, how does that happen? So uh, we need whatever's in their water. But uh, yeah, they're incredible up front. We will have to hit some big plays to to be because we're not going to line up and be able to drive the ball consistently five yards a crack up and down the field and uh, come away with a win. Mitch was a, a load, obviously, but uh, we could not sell out totally because of all the other weapons that Gibson City had, uh, Jared being one of those. And so now that he's the feature back, they have plenty of kids. I know the kid's just a freshman but looks pretty electric when he has the ball. Uh, you know, their other runner. And then their quarterback, I thought, played really well against us last year. He's a physical kid. He's doing a great job for them again this year. And then they have some wideouts that, uh, you know, that are huge, six, three, four, five. They look huge anyway. So uh, um, out there on the edge, they can run, jump, and catch. So they have plenty of weapons. So uh, unfortunately, not any one guy you can focus on at Gibson City. <laughs> That was Moroa Forsyth coach Josh Justice. Uh, yeah, absolutely uh, correct about the, the size that Gibson City displays all over the field. But the thing he didn't mention was his own team has some kids who maybe not exactly as big as GCMS, but in watching the game last year, the state final game between them, those two teams just spent the entire game just hitting each other extremely hard. That's a 1 p.m. start uh, Friday. Great to see the Falcons back in the state finals. Absolutely, they're very deserving. Uh, they they have not lost in a while. Uh, have to. I don't know if it's the longest winning streak uh, in the in the state. Uh, I think I see Catholic might have a hold on that. It doesn't feel like they've lost since uh, the dawn of time at this point. But GCMS has to be right up there. 
Hey, we'll have uh, Q&As with both uh, local coaches, with tons of other coverage every day in the News Gazette leading up to Friday's games. And you got to pick up Saturday's paper, mm-hmm. uh, especially when these two locals win. Yep. And we devote huge pictures of them trotting around with a trophy. Yeah, we may have to, you know, do something like when the uh, the Cubs won the World Series. Sure. People can buy copies of the front page, immortalize them on their walls, things like that. We will have extra papers uh, at uh, uh, newsstands in uh, Ford County and in Pike County as well on Saturday morning. I've been told so. Very good. No pressure, guys. No pressure at all. Let's make sure we get the front page uh, looking looking full of winners. And uh, let's let's move along with our uh, segment on GCMS. Uh, I'm joined now by athlete Ryland Holt. He's a uh, he's a wide receiver for the Falcons. Ryland, thanks so much for being part of the show this week. Thank you, Colin. Thanks for having me. Of course. Well, uh, does this feel at all like last year's team at this point in the season? I mean, does this moment right now feel like how you guys did roughly a year ago this time? Oh yeah, it's it's still an amazing feeling just being able to get here and. Yeah, but it being in Champagne, it's it's a dream come true for all of us. Growing up just 30 minutes away, it's really it's really cool being able to play on a field that we've been looking down on for for so long. Yeah, tell t- tell me how different is that for you guys? You you know, Husky Stadium, great venue, uh, had to be amazing to be there. But Memorial Stadium, that's an entirely different experience for you guys. Yeah, no, state championship at Northern Illinois, it was amazing. But it being in Illinois, for, for both teams, really, it's going to be uh, a really cool experience just because we're, we're both so close. Well, uh, you guys had to grind through your last two games to get back to this point. Uh, most recently, the semifinal win over Eastland Pearl City. I mean, uh, prior to those two games, you know, there were a lot of blowouts you guys were engaged in coming out on the winning end each time. So what did it mean to kind of prove that, that you belong on this stage by beating two good teams in two really competitive games? Yeah, I, I think it just shows how competitive we are when, when, it, when it got tougher. We really uh, dug down and showed that, that we can play play like that, and uh, we kind of left left no doubt that that we we can play uh, all four quarters. Well, uh, Ryland, you uh, you had the what turned into the game winning touchdown catch with less than five minutes to play in that semifinal game. Uh, take me through that play. Uh, did it work out exactly the way you guys had planned? <laughs> no, I think we were, we were supposed to send a guy in motion, and Nathan was trying to get him to go. And, and Keegan snapped the ball, and it went between uh, Nathan Nathan's legs. And I just remember run, running my route, and then all of a sudden the ball comes flying at me, and Nathan just threw it up, and it was a, a perfect throw. And it seemed like the ball was in the air forever, and just happened to land in my hands. Yeah, how how do you approach a moment like that? Is there even any thinking that goes into it at that point, or you just you know throw up your hands and instinctually <laughs> grab it? Oh, no, no. Looking back, I probably wasn't thinking anything. I just remember it tur- turning around and seeing everybody going crazy. It was a really cool experience play. Talking to uh, Ryland Holt, Gibson City, Melvin Sibley football. Uh, no secret, you guys run the ball quite a bit. You got uh, you had uh, Mitch McNutt last year. You got Jared Trantina and a couple other guys this year. But uh, it's not like you're not involved with the offense. I mean, it's not like that touchdown pass mm-hmm. was the only pass you've caught this year. I mean, how how nice is it, even though you guys run the ball so much, to, to have your number called as often as it is? No, it's, it's a really cool experience. Uh, Nathan, having Nathan as a quarterback and Jared as a – as a running back, it really uh, just winds what we can do as offense, and just being able, being able to be a part of that is really really cool. Well, the defense continues to shine as well. I think uh, I think you guys have allowed somewhere around sixty points this year, maybe a few less. Uh, uh, did you imagine that this group could actually be even better than the one from last year? Oh yeah, the, the how much uh, 
time. Coach Augsburger spins on the defense. It's I, I really it's not that surprising. It is really cool to to be able to be better than last year, but with the amount of time that Coach Augsburger puts in, it's it's really not that that surprising as it should be. Well, uh, heading into a rematch with Maroa Forsyth, uh, that familiarity, uh, what does that do for, for you guys on the field? I mean, does it provide any sort of advantage, or is it really just cancel out because, you know, both teams are familiar with each other? Oh, no, I think I think both teams are going to be fired up to play each other again, especially after a state championship rematch. Um, I think it's really going to be an advantage for both teams, whoever can get the momentum is really going to carry them for the, for the rest of the game. Well, uh, I remember uh, after last year's game, uh, which you guys obviously won, that you and several other players, the very next day, uh, you didn't go take a break, you didn't go celebrate, you went and played basketball. Uh, are you going to do that this year, regardless of the outcome? Um, yeah, I think so. Uh, I think I'm going to base my decision based on the other guys. If they're all beat up, I don't want to be the only one playing without them. You know, they're, they're my brothers, so it's really going to be a, a team decision for all of us. Very cool. Ryland Holt, Gibson City, Melvin Sibley football. Ryland, thanks again for joining us, and uh, good luck again this weekend. Thank you. That basketball season, again, starting tonight for the boys, and the teams <laughs> like Monticello and Gibson City have yep. some juggling to do. Yeah, I uh, actually got an email uh, forwarded to me from uh, Monticello uh, basketball coach Kevin Kevin Roy earlier mm-hmm. today uh, saying, here's our revised roster. We don't <laughs> we don't really have a full roster yet because uh, probably half, of our, half to three-fourths of our kids are playing football, and Gibson City's pretty much in the same boat. But, uh, yeah, I just remember last year uh, Gibson City hosts an annual tournament and uh, they, uh, they, their kids, you know, they won the state championship game, and a lot of them uh, played basketball. And the next day, they weren't, they weren't putting their feet up and licking their wounds, which they absolutely could have. They went out and played basketball, and I think they, they won two games if memory serves. Love it. Yeah, it's pretty, pretty incredible, honestly. That's that's small school mentality for you, though. It just doesn't surprise me. But uh, let's keep the uh, GCMS train rolling here. Uh, we are now joined by head coach Mike Allen. Mike, thanks so much for being part of the show this week. Thanks for having me, Colin. Appreciate it. This is the uh, I, I had Coley Welter three times today. I only had you for two interviews today, so so not quite as much talking <laughs> for for you and I today. <laughs> it was a busy day. I tell you what, IHSA has it all planned out. Mm-hmm. What to do and. It, it, it could be overwhelming. Yeah. Well, you know, I was going to save this question for last, but since you brought that up, uh, you are not only the head football coach, you're the athletic director at Gibson City, Melvin Sibley. Uh, what's it like balancing those duties this time of year? Uh, I, I tell you what, I, I, I'm very fortunate. I have an incredible uh, boss, Chris Gerard, uh, principal, and he's taken a lot of the things that normally an AD would do preparing for this and, and, and taking care of those things for me. So it allows me just to focus on my my job but you know also to spend time coaching and watching film and making sure we're prepared so i i what, what he does and then susan riley one of our teachers always gets transportation ready for us set for us our booster club there, there's so many people that help out lisa farmer and aaron keen in the office everyone just pulls an extra duty and, and helps out a lot and uh couldn't do it without everybody helping certainly it, it really is overwhelming it, it's there's a lot of stuff to do last year was it was crazy because we've never been through that, and it was a we had to have a couple extensions on our deadlines. <laughs> yeah, I can imagine. So I, I remember, you know, getting in touch with you a few days, and I, I felt, you know, man, I feel like I'm just calling him too much. He's just got to have so many people in his ear. But uh, you know, having gone through it what, last year, I'm sure helps. Yeah, good yeah, problem. Good it, problem it, to have. Sure yeah. Yes. 
Right. Well, uh, getting back to, to your program, uh, to your boys specifically, you guys haven't lost a game since November 5th, 2016. That's more than two years ago. I mean, can you even fathom what that means in the in the scope of what this program has done? Uh, you you have, haven't really taken the time to think about it too much. Um, you know, you want to keep things going the way they're going. You don't want to think about it and, and, and get caught up in that. Uh, it's great. It, it's the kids have worked their butts off and deserve what, you know, Baines has gotten. But you don't want to take the time yet. And uh, there will come a time where, you'll, you know, we'll be able to sit back and reflect. But right now, um, everything's focused, you know, on this season and, and, and this game this coming Friday. Well, I uh, talked with Josh Justice earlier today. And uh, he was mentioning how you know you guys you guys have these these big kids. You got kids like Rylan Holt. You got kids like Bryce Barnes, and both of those guys uh, are pass catchers. Bryce had the game-winning touchdown pass in the in the state championship game last year. I mean, at this point in the year, having kids like that with with a smaller school program, how how big of an advantage is that for you guys? Uh, we proved you know last Saturday how big it was. Uh, you know Nathan and I heard you you know you talked to Rylan about the play the touchdown that he caught. You know, it went between Nathan's legs, and Nathan knew where Ryland was going to be, and he just threw it up. He knew he had a six-four receiver out there with an arm span of seven-two that he was going to be able to throw it up and let him go get it. And, and that's definitely an advantage um, to have those guys be able to flex them both out, and then you know have other guys that can catch the ball going up the seamounts. Talking with, oh, sorry, Mike, to cut you off there. Sorry about that. Uh, but we're talking with uh, Mike Allen of Gibson City, Melvin Sibley, football coach. Uh, it's Moreau Forsyth again. You uh, you got the same championship matchup you had last year. I mean, does it surprise you at all that, that it's come down to this again? Uh, no, it, it really isn't. Uh, you know, they're they're the you know the program that everybody you know strives to be like. You know, you're in, you're out, they're here. You know, they're playing for this. So, um, it, if you're gonna play for a championship, you wanted it to be against the best in the state, and, and they're they're there. Um, a great matchup, great rematch. I know they won the. Uh, or, or, you know, a matchup like this, and, and we definitely won it also. Well, uh, do, from what you've seen so far from Aurora Forsyth on film, uh, does this uh, does this opponent appear any different from the one you saw at this time last year? Um, you know, yes and no. Benner is just a, a year more experienced in the way he throws the ball. I mean, his mechanics are just uh, phenomenal. Um, and, but, you know, their, their running game, is still strong. They, they have they go to a couple more backs. You know, last year they were pretty uh, had a stout uh, tailback. Um, this year they have you know I think more guys that that they run the ball with and run plays with. Uh, you know, we talked about the you know their offense. There's so many formations and sets that you can't go to them all, or you'll overwhelm yourself. Um, and, and that's a compliment to their their kids that they can pick all that up so quick. Um, but you know, it, it's. A lot the same, but, you know, Coach has different wrinkles all the time, but they they throw so many different things at you on both sides of the ball that, uh, you know, it's hard to prepare for. And, and we ran into that problem last year. There's so many sets. We didn't want to overwhelm our kids. So there's a few things that they threw out there we weren't prepared for. And, 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 and then it'll happen again this year on both sides. Uh, we'll throw some things at them. They'll throw some things at us. But it's hard to scout a team that, that does so many things. Well, uh, and, and, and does them well. Yeah, right. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Well, uh, one more thing I wanted to touch on with you, Mike, and you went through this last year, so it's not as much of a, you know, a surprise this year. But I mean, practicing on Thanksgiving—it's a—it's a unique thing. Only 16 teams get to do it. I mean, how is that something you you guys really uh, prepare for? And is there anything kind of special that you'll do to to I guess commemorate the holiday with the team? Um, you know, 
for 16 years which at, at the parents wing every year you know you get up there and talk about it our goal was to have thanksgiving you know dinner together as a family and, and we always preach family and the team and and you know, for 16 years we preached it, and last year we, we talked about it at the parents' meeting. And and for that to come true, you know, last year was just – that was, you know, one of the ultimate dreams as a coach on my bucket list is to have Thanksgiving, you know, dinner with all the football players and their families because that meant you were playing, you know, the next day. And to be able to do that last year was was awesome. We're doing the same thing this year. Um, we're going to practice at 1 o'clock just like at, game, you know, game time. Um, and, and then have dinner as a, a, a whole football family at 5:30. So that that's something very special that you know. Hopefully, you know we enjoy this year and get our opportunities in the future to do it because it, it is a, a special night to be able to do, do that together. And uh, well, the kids also uh, get to burn off the calories really quickly the next day too. Yes, absolutely. <laughs> you know, we you know at night we're not going to have turkey and all that. It's going to be more pasta, a non-traditional <laughs> Thanksgiving dinner. You know, they could eat that on Sunday or Saturday. So, you know, we're, we're going to stay away from the turkey. <laughs> That's totally fair. I, I think I can understand why you're doing that. Uh, Mike Allen, Gibson City, Melvin Sibley football coach. Great to have you on as always, Mike, and uh, good luck this weekend. Thank you, and happy Thanksgiving to you and your family. So, uh, thank you so much, Mike. Same to you. Bye. Pasta on Thanksgiving. Pasta on Thanksgiving. I like it. Right. Uh, it you know, like minestrone or something like that. That's. Uh, you don't want to get drowsy. No. Well, right? No. No. I love it. Although it probably doesn't hurt to fall asleep early when you're going to be playing for a state championship. Uh, though, so. uh, that's great to know. Tell you what, uh, we have a little more Gibson City coverage coming, and then we'll get Colin's final thoughts on the final show after this break. <laughs> Now back to the Loman Ray High School Prep Football Confidential on News Talk 1400 WDWS and Light Rock 97.5 WHMS. Back on Prep Football Confidential, Colin Lyke is joined by Jim Rosso. I'm so uh, back to the tents. We'll get pictures of them tomorrow. Excellent. All right. And then we have the Allstate football team that oh, Bob yeah. Osmussen puts together in, th- in Thursdays. Bob and I have Paper. been uh, working on some local con- or local uh, mm-hmm. additions to that list. Can't miss that. Mm-hmm. Done yeah. that forever. Yeah, it's uh, it's one of the ones people look out for. I actually saw on Twitter somebody commenting on the different all-state lists released throughout the area, and they uh, they touted one of ours as one of the top ones they look out for, which was nice to see. Good stuff. Uh, lots of local kids going to be on that uh, team somewhere. Oh yeah, absolutely. Yep, yep, absolutely. Well, let's cap off our Gibson City coverage for this week's show. We are joined now by 2017 Player of the Year and State Champion, Mitch McNutt. Mitch, thanks so much for being part of the show this week. Yeah, no problem. Yeah, well, the, you uh, you get to see your former teammates, a lot of your former teammates anyway, go on to play for the state title again. I mean, what what is that what is that like for you as, a, as an alumni now? Um, you know, it's like really good. They've been talking about it, you know, uh, ever since we – one last year, and now that I can actually sit back and enjoy it and, you know, go watch them play for a state championship, it's pretty awesome. Well, uh, Jared Trantina kind of following in your footsteps this year. Uh, you were running the ball like crazy, especially in the state title game last year. Uh, what have you seen from Jared uh, that, that's allowed him to follow in your footsteps like this? Um, you know, he's always been a grinder. He's a downhill runner, runs hard. Um you know, he's a, I consider him more of like a power back. And, you know, in the playoffs, that's what you need. And, uh, you know, he's doing great. He's putting up great stats. And, obviously, you know, an all-state running back. 
Do you two uh, have conversations still at any point about just things going on during the season? Oh, yeah, for sure. We're pretty good friends. Yeah, we're always, you know, making fun of each other. You know, he's going to have more yards, more touchdowns, stuff like that. Just joking around. But, um, you know, he's doing a really great job. Well, uh, who are some guys uh, besides Jared, of course, that we should be looking out for on uh, Friday afternoon? Because, I mean, you, you know this group better than almost anybody. Um, You know, honestly, I'd probably be Nate, you know, again. Um, he played great in the state game last year. Um, Ryland, um, Bryce Barnes, um, you know, all those guys again. I would watch them because, obviously, they're going to be keen on Jared. Um, and then Nate, Bryce, and Ryland should have a pretty good game. Joined by uh, Mitch McNutt, our 2017 Player of the Year and a member of that Gibson City Melvin Sibley Championship team last year. Uh, a lot of guys returning from that team, so they know what this stage is like. But that's, of course, it's not everybody. So if you could give one piece of advice to those guys who are new to this stage, what would it be? Uh, just stay calm, you know, treat it like a, like a normal game. Um, but I'm, I'm pretty sure that, you know, the senior class this year is going to have them calm down. You know, they've been, they've been there before. Um, there's a lot of experience on that team this year, which is great that we didn't have last year, obviously, so. Um, you know, just stay calm. Well, uh, you were playing in this game last year, this time last year. Now you're going to be uh, watching it. Uh, do you think you're going to be more nervous now than you were last year? Uh, you know, honestly, I don't know. I'll have to have to see Friday, I guess. But, yeah, it's, I, I think so. It's going to be more nerve-wracking just because, you know, I'm not out there, like, playing and stuff. But you know, I have full confidence in this group, and I think they'll get it done. Very good. Mitch McNutt, Gibson City, Melvin Sibley football uh, graduate of, uh, earlier this year, actually. Uh, Mitch, thanks so much for being part of the show. Yeah, anytime. Good to hear from our former players of the year, too. Go. Yeah, absolutely. Our uh, last two players of the year, uh, both, well, one was a quarterback, the mm -hmm. other was a running back. Uh, both were stars in their own rights, and uh, both their teams are now at state. All right, stop the stalling, Colin. Who wins? <laughs> All right, you you want me to pick? Uh, you want me to start with one A and then go around two and three? You better go <laughs> quick. Let's just go with the locals. Oh, let's. All right, all right. I'm picking both the locals this week. I'm taking Gibson City, Melvin Sibley in a repeat, and I'm taking Monticello for its first ever state championship. Back to back games, back to back celebrations. Can't wait. Yeah, it's gonna be fun. Join Colin over there at the stadium. If you see Colin, chest bump him, high five him. If he chest bumped me, I might fall over, but it's, you know, Do it's more, be more because of me. Thank him for all this great coverage. Colin, it's been a great season. I enjoyed uh, sharing this time in the booth with you. Absolutely. Uh, same, right. same here. Looking forward to basketball season. See you soon. That's going to do it for our final edition of the Loman Ray Insurance Prep Football Confidential. Stay tuned for a start date for the Basketball Confidential. That should be coming to you guys soon here on News Talk 1400 WDWS Champaign-Urbana and Light Rock 97.5 WHMS Champaign-Urbana. No Coach Lovey Smith show tonight, but stay tuned. Illinois basketball coverage starts at 9.